Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Creighton and Nebraska ball both lose. The men, that is. They both play again Wednesday on the road also against Providence and Northwestern respectively. The Nebraska ball women have a bad loss. They rally from a 13-point fourth quarter deficit. Cut the lead to one with multiple shots to win. They're unable to complete the comeback. They lose to Rutgers 71-70 at home on Saturday. They're at Michigan Wednesday night. Down 39-33 in the third quarter. The Creighton women rally, and they go on a 21-2 run to win at Butler 75-65 to avenge the loss by their male counterparts. Fighting Flans are 18-3 overall, 9-2 in the Big East. They've won eight straight games. To match the 91-92 squad for the program's best 21-game start in history. And Moronsic scores 26, adds 9 rebounds. Lauren Jensen scores 19. They're at Butler tomorrow night at 6. And they're not at Butler, they just beat them. Anyway, uh, moving on. Big weekend for Omaha Hockey as they sweep Minnesota Duluth. They beat them Friday in front of a national TV audience. They were enjoying that in here. 5-1 and then a 4-3 win Saturday night in front of a sellout crowd of 7,802. They improved to 14-9-3 overall, 7-7-2 in the NCHC. They are at Western Michigan for two this weekend. They don't play another home game, though, until February 23rd. Sad basketball stuff. Joel Embiid, the reigning league MVP, will undergo a procedure to address a left meniscus injury in the coming days. The door isn't closed on a return this season. Anytime they start talking like that, though, that's sad. He's expected to miss an extended period, but is... Uh, going to be reevaluated, and there'll be a more precise timeline after the procedure is completed. The Washington Commies move quickly to fill their offensive coordinator position, hiring Cliff Kingsbury. The Commanders weren't finished; they added Joe Witt Jr. as a defensive coordinator. The, they're the first big moves by new coach Dan Quinn, who has coached defense throughout his career. Kingsbury had been close to joining the Raiders as their offensive coordinator until contract talks broke down on Saturday. Washington talked to the star of the Barbie movie later that day, and then the deal was completed yesterday. Finally, Pat Mahomes I, the male parental unit of Chiefs quarterback Patrick, was arrested Saturday night in Tyler, Texas, on suspicion of driving while intoxicated. He's facing charges of driving while intoxicated for a third or more, with his bond being set at $10,000. He was released from the jail yesterday. The charge is the is a third-degree felony and carries a sentence of up to 10 years in prison if convicted. According to Texas state law, he pleaded guilty to a previous DWI arrest in Texas in 2018 and was sentenced to 40 days in jail. But he was one of my favorite pitchers growing up, which means nothing, but I liked him. So my quarterback here, who is in search of another Super Bowl ring and has all these crazy stats that are out there. Now, one thing about Pat is... He isn't, he isn't as good in the Super Bowl as he is in the games leading up to it. So his completion percentage drops from about 69. Nice. And then he gets the Super Bowl and it drops to 62%. Uh, so he's due. Av- so, but he just, you know, I mean, we know the one year that they lost to Tampa, his offensive line was you know, kind of put together with duct tape. But I do think, so his greatness at the age of 28, you have to at least give him credit because I know people don't want to. People don't want to like the Chiefs, but you're going to have to deal with the Chiefs until the Chiefs keep beat. Thank you, Mitch Holtis. Is 
Look at all the distractions that Patrick Mahomes has in his life. His family. And yet, boom, we keep moving forward. So he's got his wife, which is uh, very polarizing. Hmm. Then he's got his slime of a brother who has really disappeared, even though he'd like to sneak into that suite with Taylor. And I noticed uh, as they were walking off the field in Baltimore, it was him and his wife, and then his brother was with him. But I think Patrick's done a good job of realizing that, yeah, bro, Tone it down. Yeah, keep stay, a distance. Stay away. Yeah, third and now And now you have this with his dad, who this is the third time. Now, fortunately, there was no one else involved. Yep. But he could, be looking at, he could be looking at two to ten years in jail. I wonder if he'll be at the game. I don't know. You know, he's, he will not be, he's not in jail right now. Right. But I wonder if he'll be at the game. But there are a lot of distractions out there, like in your personal life, football is his escape. That's it, why it, they it, have to go to the is. Super Bowl. It actually, and that's probably the same as his head coach, Andy Reid, has a lot, yes. had a lot of trauma in his family life. Remember, going to that Super Bowl against Tampa, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, his son yep. is is liquored up, and he is in a serious car accident that impacts the life of a very young girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they're. There's something about stepping away, and all of a sudden you're on the field, and that's your, you're right, Jimmy, that's your escape, and you're focused, and you can do what you do at that level. But there are a lot of distractions in his life, and, you know, I know how he's close to his dad, and his dad is very active, and man, he's looking at jail time. That's a third, yeah, third DU, PUI. I, and I don't want to say that Patrick Mahomes, as far as his home life, you know, meaning with, with his kids in, in Brittany, is something that he, tries to Don't forget the dogs. put off to the side or anything because I, I think you know what, what we learned especially in, in quarterback is that he truly does embrace like his family but it is interesting when you kind of think about people who are relentless with their pursuit of perfection and how they're able to be the best at what they do when it comes to preparation and then you do kind of factor in what is their what does their, their holistic family life look like? Not just maybe what's in their household, but uh, around them and, and people that are you know constantly tugging at them and or just things that you are going to be linked to because it might be a friend of yours or a family member of yours that did something and that you continue to have like maybe some issues out there in the public. I, I think this is probably the one area of Patrick Mahomes that probably doesn't get enough credit of how he's able to be in in the spotlight the way he is, how he's pulled in so many different directions when it comes to marketing his brand and the Chiefs brand for that matter, but also knowing that you are the gold standard when it comes to the quarterbacks in the league right now and the focal point of every defensive coordinator that is making money to figure out a way to shut you down and that you're able to still get back to where you are despite some of those off-the-field distractions, too. It's, to me, one of the the areas of Patrick Mahomes that there's no stat sheet that's going to be able to tell that whole story. But it is one of those, whether you're like me or in anybody else who's not a Chiefs fan that has Chiefs fatigue or not, there are, there are things about this organization, there are things about personnel, and there are things about what they've done that you just have to respect. And as, a, as an individual of what Patrick Mahomes has done to the level that he's done on the field – and those things outside to compartmentalize that and continue to just be relentless in that pursuit is, I think, one of the more remarkable things about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and the thing about this run in the playoffs for Kansas City is that he's your best player, and he has been yeah. your best player. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, 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 that matters. Well, if, what have you if, said all year? As long as I have 15. Yeah. I, it's, it's, 
Look at look at if you're Iowa women's basketball, you got Caitlin Clark gives you hope. Yep. Over the weekend, Nebraska softball had their fan day. Yeah, that had will, lines everywhere. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Jordy Ball gives you hope. Yep. And just all, all you need is somebody that gives you hope. Maybe Nebraska football has found that guy that gives you hope every time you show up to play a game. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan gives you hope. You know that you got a chance, even if you have your worst night, you're going to have a chance to win a game. Yep. Even if your team, even if your whatever sport we're talking about, roster has major deficiencies, has something there that's like, well, this is a problem. Boy, it's amazing when you can offset that with those types of players. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys. Your best player being your best player, that's a nice thing to have, right? Mm-hmm. It is a Super Bowl 58, by the way, for people to get triggered about the Chiefs and the fatigue. Uh, 58 holds a special place in all of our Chiefs hearts. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Hell I yes, mean, I, I can get behind that. It's got to be a conspiracy, right? No, well, yeah. The whole I mean, time the Chiefs, he was behind the this. The Chiefs yeah. are playing in Super Bowl 58. Yeah, this is part of the One of the, of the greatest Chiefs of all time. On the field, yeah. the Super Bowl 58 part of it. Yeah, I know. I'm watching the same thing. <laughs> this TV has some of the most random What'd things. What did you say on. was on? What is that? I don't know. It's oh, some... you said this is Blue Crush, right? Well, no, it's not Blue Crush anymore. They've uh, moved on to something else that involves, um, I think that's uh, Alicia Silverstone, I think. Oh, I'm, not well, sure. I'm in. Um, so the late, great Derek Thomas wore 58. Yeah. Kansas yep. is playing in Super Bowl 58. Wear your seatbelt, um, please. Love a 58 jersey, like paint on there <laughs> oh i just looked up i looked up and this guy and this gal are making out and yeah. her tongue goes through his nose yeah. it is her, oh yeah i used to it, it's I used Silverstone. To, i used to be able to do put the 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 little skinny rope licorice up through your nose and pull it out your mouth it's talent but i've never had a woman that has been able to make out with me and stick well, her tongue through my nostrils wait 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 what you never did that no Okay, so you know the little, I, and like, I know the this, little, yeah, the skinny ones that you yeah, can un- skinny. untangle. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. I could get it where either you went through your mouth, up through your nose, or opposite. It was a, it was a stupid human <laughs> can, trick. Can you still do it? I was well, in college. I was 21, and I wanted to be on Letterman, and so I practiced it. Which, Good for you. Would, okay, better yet. Would you still do it? I don't know if I could. The first I time you, tried, and I, I bet I haven't tried in twenty years. Did did maybe this is a Connor like? Did you thing did you, you like did you like throw up or anything? Or the no, first time you did no, it? No. Oh my gosh, that's and and and, and it, kind you know of disgusting you know and oddly impressive. Is okay. So quick story here. Um, when I was twenty one and I was living with the Neanderthals in Lincoln, twenty sixth and W, eight guys in a house that was built for three. The house no longer exists. It was right behind Long John Silver's. There, it was fantastic. <laughs> it gets we had a potbelly pig. It was. I'm gonna write. I'm oh, gonna yeah. tell a story someday. Liquor store um, right across the street. But you know where the head of the from, mascot. Where it came from is uh, this used to be, and it still is a thing. But I don't go to the bars like I did in the past. Is you would you'd, you'd run into a, a girl and to impress you, she would have stem? a cocktail in the cherry stem, yeah, the cherry and stem, in her yep. mouth she would tie it. Yeah, tie it in a knot. Yeah. And so I'm like, I can do a lot Talent. of things with my mouth. And so one day I'm just context. sitting around and I'm like, okay, I wonder if I could do this. And I was able to do it a couple of times. It's kind of like your nose itched. <laughs> and, I, and I wouldn't advise you like eating the licorice afterwards. Well, yeah. But I, I wanted to get on Letterman for stupid human tricks. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Oh, I'm I'd, be afraid that, I'd be afraid that I would choke. I feel like I would have done something like this given the same context. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. I guess you're a product of your environment, and if this type of stuff was happening in your your home life the whole time, then why not, right? How how else can you you got to one up the the guy next to you? 
when a guy comes rolling in with the Herbie Husker mascot head? Licorice in your nose. What's your encore? Thing? All right. Your move, Sharp. We had a water slide in the basement. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the tales from beyond. I'm really surprised that nobody died. You had a water slide in your basement? Yeah. Hell yes. We had a lot of parties, remember? Um, okay. Social life. We, we, we transition here on Super wow. Bowl week where a lot of this stuff's going to happen out in Vegas. Yeah, this, I mean, this sounds like a typical night in Vegas. Or Lincoln, uh, apparently. Red rope licorice. So 99.98 happened on Friday. It It's one of the... Well, let me just start this way. So the takeaways are very odd about this game. So Butler's going to play with desperation. They need to win on the resume, help their NCAA, check. Mm-hmm. But 99-98 where Butler couldn't miss, and Creighton missed at key times. Yeah. Last four field goals, six of the last seven, had opportunities, yep. lost the game. My initial reaction, and I'm still kind of here, is that's a bad loss. At home, when you score 98 and you're Creighton, you should win a basketball game. Especially when, when, when the dudes combined for 94. Mm-hmm. Thank God for Farabella who came in and got four. But that was the only points <laughs> off the bench. But you know what? A couple of days later, so I still, I, I still, I'm not as aggressive on the bad loss, but it's still... Mm, my main takeaway is it's one of the greatest shooting performances ever in the history of college basketball by Butler... And it adds to, I'm happy for Thad Mata. Thad Mata, that by too. the way, looks so much better than he did at the end at Ohio State. Yeah, oh, he looks healthier. Even, yes. happy. even yeah. better than he looked last year in yeah. Indianapolis. Yeah, thinner, okay. yes, everything, yeah. He he just, he's a different man. And I give credit to Butler. They had no Posh Alexander. Mm-hmm. Okay, they roll yeah. in at 8 o'clock. That place is packed. It's juiced. They're playing Creighton. They've been off for six days. Here we go. And Butler just hit shot after shot after shot after shot. Got offensive rebound after offensive rebound. There were no consecutive stops by Creighton. Right. Again, no Posh Alexander. Their their guy that makes one of the biggest plays to knock Kalkbrenner uh, is six foot three. But my one of my biggest takeaways is Butler basketball. Thad Mata, good on you. They have on their resume. Wins on the road at Marquette, now at Creighton, mm-hmm. and they also beat Texas Tech. They're good on him, but my, they'll, I, I'm here to say, put it on the prediction board. Butler will never, ever <laughs> shoot that well again. No, that it was, was insane. That was like, whoa. And then, and then at Creighton's end, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Well, they, they shot 63% in the second half. Shireman posterizes that dude. But, and you mentioned no Tosh, or uh, no Posh Alexander, too. I mean, even for a guy who didn't probably light up the scoreboard in Landon Moore, kind of assuming the point guard role, like, did a fine job. The, you brought up maybe the, my biggest takeaway of this one. Especially the defensive efficiency numbers, you know, for Creighton are pretty good. So when you look at that, and you see what Butler did, it, it seems like more of a one-off. But all of a sudden, you've seen teams come into the CHI Health Center and actually have some pretty good offensive nights. Is it something to keep your eye on, especially as we get into February, a little bit further into February? Maybe. But it was the misses at the end. The, the Ashworth miss where he had a great look at the top of the key. Trey Alexander, who had a great look, a shot that he's knocking down in that corner uh, three-point look. 
those were again it just I think it just came down to a game where you could ill afford to miss in those moments and for shots where we've seen Ashworth top of the key has been very very good and Trey Alexander on that far side corner has been very very good to miss those shots to me was and then and then also that was also a little opportunity I mean Alexander dribbling the ball yes as you say uncharacteristic mistakes where he dribbles it off his foot where you get the ball because all of a sudden you know Butler has an inbound play that goes completely awry and then they lose the basketball you get an opportunity at home you think okay boy They've gone through all of this. They've withstood all of this. But here's Creighton with the basketball chance to win the game at the end. I think everybody probably was putting the smart money that Creighton was going to be able to do it. Trey Alexander's handling the basketball, and all of a sudden, it just so happens to go off his foot. And so I'm pretty sure I was the only guy at the Omaha hockey game Friday night watching the Creighton-Butler game. Yeah, And and I was trying to make sense of it as it was going on. Yeah, So I'm watching hockey in front of me, nice 5-1 win. And I'm watching this game on my phone, and I'm like, what what is going on? And even a couple of days later, because I went back and like fast forward to certain parts where mm-hmm. I wanted to watch, I'm like, that game it was weird. That game made no sense. But it, Fun I, game. I, say, I say bad loss because there were opportunities at the end, whether yes. it be the Alexander turnover or as we were just discussing, some good looks that didn't drop. And I get it, it's make or miss. And yeah. Butler made a lot of them. The way to make up for that is you got to go on the road and grab yourself a win. You know, just like you did when you lost to, to Villanova at home. But here's the thing. This is going to prepare Creighton, I believe. Or or it's going to really show you where they're at is the way the Big East is shaking out right now is every night there is somebody that's going to be desperate playing you. Because in the Big East mm-hmm. right now, from where Creighton is in third to where Villanova is in ninth, separated by two games. It's not the extent of the Big 12, which from KU in first to K-State in 12th, and they play tonight, in Manhattan, there's just two games separating them. Yeah. But every night, because Providence now, after getting just, I mean, piss pounded by Villanova, like that. they're going. They got beat by 18. They only had four field goals with 13 minutes to go in that game. They're going to be desperate. Mm-hmm. They're right now a, like a last four team out. So it's going to stress them in February. I can't give up 99, but I don't know. It's just a weird, weird game. It's one of the stranger college basketball games I have seen. And on a Friday night, too, just kind of random. I remember uh, well, watching it Friday, I was thinking, man, this is a fun game. And you could tell this was weird. And then you got to the last 30 minutes, which was nothing but reviews, different conversation. Well, and, but. and I, don't, I don't expect Mac to get spooked by this, and he wasn't. I mean, he, he called the game the way that it was and really highlighting a lot of the things where you just had to tip your cap to Butler and you know continuing that pace and just, I mean, being relentless. But... This is where, if you're Mac, I think you probably do like the core you have in there. Even a new addition like Ashworth, who's played a lot of college basketball, that you're getting into. What is kind of an? We looked at the last six games of of Creighton and said, okay, this is going to be an absolute buzzsaw with what they have. These two, these next two road games are are yeah. interesting. And for something that you set up on Friday when we were talking about. Uh, the Creighton Butler game about that sense of urgency and desperate team. And now you just you bring it up about everybody in the Big East that is going to have a little bit of that sense of desperation. Who's able to play with that sense of urgency, but still to their brand to where it's actually effective? And then who is actually trying to play beyond what they can? Because sense of urgency, desperate team can be one of two things, as we know. At Providence, at Xavier, two very, very capable teams, too. The response, I think, is going to be really interesting to see you know what Crane's at. You know who's playing like that that is really scary with a sense of urgency and they're also good? UConn. 
Yeah, and they're just kind of – Yeah, and they, they, you're right. 5th, you're right. They're weeks, sitting at top, and you'd think six, they aren't. Six weeks from the day, we have a bracket. I mean, a lot of people are going to have UConn winning the title again. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? And you're not going to be wrong. No. Because – They're it, my pick. The, the X factor with UConn, and you've seen it especially here as of late – they have that toughness. I mean, they're good. They're skilled. They're, they're offensively. They can do so many different things from their, you know, their backcourt, their frontcourt. But they don't. They don't mind throwing their weight around too. That's the thing that I like about them. Like if they're having an off night shooting the basketball, they can still bully you physically too. Well, they have so many weapons. I mean, yeah. Caravan doesn't play against St. John's at MSG. Place is going bonkers. Reminds me again of why the Big Ten messed up by inviting Rutgers. They should have invited UConn mm-hmm. if they wanted the true New York City market. Uh. And you got Castle, you got uh, King Kong Klingon. I mean, they've yeah. got they've got so many different weapons that even when they have one or two of their main guys have a night off, there's always somebody to step up. Yep. They're they're an absolutely scary team. But man, the Big East is watch out. That'd be a fun conference tournament. Hey, Summit League's gonna be a great conference tournament. Big Ten will have some intrigue as well. Mm-hmm. But I think on February fifth, we're almost really close to saying this is who they are. This is who Creighton is. This is who Nebraska is. This is yeah. who Omaha is. This is who UConn is. This is who Purdue is. They're not going to change much. They're not going to all of a sudden just take off. They're playing well. This mm-hmm. is it. They just need to start stacking days. That's yeah. the whole thing yeah. now. It's six weeks from selection Sunday. Is Do you start stacking days? Yep. Like good days that involve games so that you get to that point six weeks from now. And that's kind of like a thing with Nebraska. Nebraska stacked a good day yesterday, even though they did. it didn't come out their way. It's a good week. They can't take a step back against Northwestern. Yep. Everything that they established in that game against Illinois can't all of a sudden go AWOL and they look like the Maryland road team right. and not the Illinois road team. Right. All right. Uh, when we uh, come back, uh, we will uh, discuss. Uh, we got a little football stuff for you. Also, uh, hockey stuff. Uh, Omaha Hockey had a great weekend. They swept Duluth, first time they swept. Uh, but Gary <laughs> Bettman teased us. Um, I don't know how true it is. On what he said. I have some inside information on that. uh, That he got people in Omaha excited about the uh, other day. We'll get into that as we uh, roll till 10. A little bit later, Jacob Bigelow stops by. Amy Just more on college basketball where we all agree we need more replay. College basketball is better when we have three people looking into a computer screen. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you that. Everybody says March Madness. I'm saying reviews. (laughs) I can't get enough of reviews. I think reviews right now are the best thing going in college basketball. Zach Eady, pfft. UConn, pfft. Danny Hurley, pfft. three guys looking at a computer screen. And then two. That's what's good about college basketball. Two commentators basketball. talking about the game and all of a sudden in the middle of it. All right, we've uh, decided to uh, go ahead and uh, continue that call that's uh, not going to be overturned. And they're like, what the hell just happened? And the guy's just right in your face. That's We need more of that. That needs to be universal throughout well, college basketball. Well, we need to. Uh, when we have 11.2 seconds on the clock, and it takes 11 minutes to play those yep. 11 seconds. That's what college mm-hmm. basketball needs. So when the Big Ten and the SEC get together, that's what they also need to yep. talk about, Yep, is we need more review. Mm-hmm. Everything should be reviewed in college basketball. That's just that's Every my, little thing. That's my hot take on a Monday. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, also, uh, more on the uh, Super Bowl uh, and uh, the perfect time to spend in Vegas. It is not 192 hours if you have life expectancy. But a lot of people that are in Vegas for the Super Bowl, that's how long they're going to be there. Usually 48, 72, get out. Mm -hmm. You know, you pay for it on the back end. Yeah. You maybe pay for it on the front end. Miserable flight back. In and out. Those people are going to be there for a long, long uh, time. Plus, we will get into uh, what a takeover may look like between the Big Ten and the SEC when it comes to uh, college uh, football. All that to come. Again, we're here till 10 on a Monday on 1620 The Zone.
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.